This is Pastor Scott. Thank you so much for checking out my sermon podcast from the New Hope Walpolopin Faith, Stairwell, and Slocum United Methodist Churches. We'd love to have you join us some Sunday for worship. To find out more about our locations and worship times, find us on Facebook at New Hope Walpolopin. We hope to see you soon. Today we wrap up our sermon series on prayer based on the book Before Amen by Max Lucado. And we've been using Max's pocket prayer, uh, which is based on the Lord's Prayer, and it goes something like this. Father, you are good. I need help. They need help. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Extra credit for those of you that said it with me. <laughs> but we've talked about how Jesus showed us that and over the series, we talked about how Jesus showed us that prayer is supposed to be personal and intimate, how he uses the word Abba, that when we use our Father who art in heaven, it's actually our dad who is who art in heaven. I would say daddy, but that's just a little weird. Um, our dad who is in heaven. It's supposed, prayer is supposed to be intimate between us and our Father. Uh, we also talked about how it's important to take our concerns and the concerns for others to the throne of God, and that we're not supposed to wait until it's you know, the very end, or that, you know, we have nowhere else to turn, that we should turn there first. Today we're talking about saying thank you, and the importance of saying thank you, and the, the importance of praying in Jesus' name, and the power that's found there. An old man was walking along the beach with his only grandson, when suddenly a giant wave crashed on the sweeping, on, on the boy, and sweeping him out to sea. I have a friend. Um, sweeping him out to sea. The man looks up to heaven, and prays, oh Lord, this is my only grandson. How can you take him away from me like this? My son will not understand. My, my daughter-in-law will die from grief. Then another wave came along and deposited the boy back at the old man's feet. The old man stops and he, he looks to the heavens again and says, he had a hat. <laughs> Fred DeWitt Van Emberg said, none is more impoverished than the one who has no gratitude. Gratitude is a currency that we can mint for ourselves and spend without fear of bankruptcy. It's important to say thank you. It's even commanded by scripture. I did a simple Google search uh, just on how many times that we're told to give thanks. And just in a simple search, I found that it's 32 times in Scripture we're told of the, we're not just told of the importance, we're commanded to say, to be thankful. And 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Max begins talking about thankfulness in the book by pointing out that ingratitude is what caused the original sin. He says that the problem in the Garden of Eden was that the Garden of Eden wasn't enough for Adam and Eve. They had everything they could have ever wanted. They had all of the garden at their disposal. They didn't have to worry about what they were going to eat because they could eat from any tree except for that one tree. There was no sickness. There was no disease. And think about this. They didn't even have to worry about what to wear or their clothes out getting out of style or outgrowing their clothes because, well, they didn't have any. But then we know what happened. Their ingratitude got the best of them. They were tempted by, by the snake. And the snake came and, 
and said, well, yeah, but what about that? And so their ingratitude is what got them in trouble. Max asks in the book, what would have happened if gratitude had won that day? What would have happened if what they had was enough? Imagine our world right now as we see it. What would happen in our world today if gratitude were to win today? What would happen if people were thankful for what they had? And we could try to answer this question and we can, we can try to figure out well, what the world would look like. But instead, let's bring it home. How would your life look different if you chose gratitude every single day? At the end of the chapter titled Thank You, Max shares this story. He said, I read about a lawyer who won a case for his client. The two men celebrated with a nice dinner. At the end of the meal, the client handed the lawyer a fine wallet made of Moroccan leather. Please accept this as a token of my appreciation. The lawyer resisted. He said, no, I can't settle for a wallet. My fee is $500. The client looked at the lawyer, shrugged. Whatever you say, he opened the wallet, took out two $500 bills, and handed one to the lawyer. Max ends this way. He says, don't be too quick in your assessment of God's gifts to you. Thank him moment by moment, day by day. Thank God for everything. But as we know, our pocket prayer doesn't just end with giving thanks and being thankful. It ends with, in Jesus' name. And I have to admit, during one of our studies during this series, that I was wrong I underestimated the importance of praying in Jesus' name. To me, it was something we simply say to sort of wrap up the prayer. It's kind of like a nice bow. I'm done now. Okay, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, my prayer is over. To me, in Jesus' name was, was just a tagline. It was simply something that we said. But Max remind us, reminds us in the book about the power of praying in Jesus' name. And that's why he shared the, the scripture that we use today from the centurion. And I'm going to read it again. This is from the New Living Translation. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed, turning to those who were following him and said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast of the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Je then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home, because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. This man was a Roman officer. He was not a Jew. He, he wasn't aware of prophecy and of who Jesus really, really was. This man knew authority, and he was used to bossing people around, and he knew that Jesus had the same authority over everything. 
He knew that all Jesus needed to do was speak and that his servant would be healed. He knew the authority of Jesus, and that's why we pray in Jesus' name, because of the authority of Jesus. Ephesians 1, 20-22 says, God raised Christ from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven, in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all. He has the final word on everything. In Jesus' name is not just empty words. It's not a tagline, a ritual. It's not a tradition. It's power. It's calling on Jesus with whom all the authority rests. And Jesus even has authority over Satan. Max shares a story about the importance of prayer, especially when it comes to spiritual warfare. This is a, a scene that he makes up himself. He says this. Imagine this scene. He sat in the back of the room during a strategy session. A dozen demons had gathered to hear a report in the life of a particularly stalwart saint. He won't stumble, grouse the imp responsible for his demise. No matter what I do, he won't turn his back on God. Well, the council began to offer suggestions. Take his purity, one said. I tried, replied the fiend, but he's too moral. Take his health, urged another. I did, but he refused to grumble or complain. Take his belongings. Are you kidding? I have stripped the man of every penny in possession, yet he still rejoices. For a few moments, no one spoke. Finally, from the back of the room came the lower measured voice of Satan himself. The entire council turned as the fallen angel rose to his feet. His pale face was all but hidden by the hood. A long cape covered his body. He raised his bony hand and made his point. It's not enough to take his purity. It's not enough to take his health. It's not enough to take his belongings. You must take what matters most. What is that? Asked the subordinate. You must take his prayer. Scripture tells us that prayer in the name of Jesus can demolish strongholds. There's nothing that prayer cannot do. When we pray in Jesus' name, we're accessing the throne room of God by virtue of the name of Jesus. It's like the scene, for those of you that, that know the movie, it's like the scene from the movie Wayne's World, if anybody knows the movie I'm talking about. I might lose a few of you here. But it's, the, it's, it's when Wayne and Garth go backstage, and they're at an Alice Cooper con concert, and they have backstage passes, and they're walking around, and they're showing everybody their backstage pass. Anybody remember that scene? That they're showing up to like, oh, we belong here. It's kind of the same thing for us. We belong because of Jesus. We have access to the throne room of God in Jesus' name. We're going to end today in our series with the, the very last uh, quotes from, from Max in the book, which I really like. He says this, The phrase in Jesus' name is not an empty motto or talisman. It is a declaration of truth. My cancer is not in charge. Jesus is. The economy is not in charge. Jesus is. The grumpy neighbor doesn't run the world. Jesus, you do. You, Jesus, are the head coach, the CEO, the president, the king, the supreme ruler, the absolute monarch, the high and holy baron, czar, overlord, and rajah of all history. Just speak the word. Jesus. Pray. Since God works, prayer works. 
Since God is good, prayer is good. Since you matter to God, your prayers matter in heaven. Hear that. Your prayers matter in heaven. You're never without hope because you're never without prayer. And on the occasions you can't find the words to say, pull these out of your pocket. Father, you are good. I need help. Heal me and forgive me. They need help. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We invite you to sing.